Body. The physical structure and material substance of an animal or plant, living or dead. The trunk or main mass of a thing. Hi, folks. Welcome to Another Way. This is like episode 12 or something. 12, 13, I don't know. I never know until I uh, go to post the thing. (laughs) So we'll see. It's another uh, sort of improvised day. Not quite as much as last week, but uh, I don't have anything written down for this episode. I've just been thinking about it a lot. It's been a crazy couple of days on my end. I don't know about I don't know about y'all, but I've been a little cray cray. Last night I premiered a choral work in my hometown and. Uh, it went well. I got a standing ovation. It was very, very, very nice. I had a lot of people thanking me afterwards. It was, uh, I always have a difficult time with that. It's something that I'm constantly working on, is trying to get better at taking compliments. I just kept thinking the entire time after the concert was over. I was like, get me out of here. Get me out of here before one more person says thank you and it was very good and you and it was touching and it was moving and I'm like that should not be my reaction but it is it's better than it used to be it really ramped up my uh my body's flight instincts I was not ready for a fight I was ready to fly I wanted to flee and get out of there oh <laughs> <sighs> crazy. But I want I did want to talk about the body today because it's just it's been coming up a lot in stuff that I'm I'm reading and thinking and working. Um I've been running around like crazy because it's just been like I said it's been a busy couple of weeks and I've just been so exhausted and and Dealing with my body in that state is is tricky sometimes. I was having... I don't know what's going on back there. Cats. Cat dad. Problems. Um, I had what I'm going to call a borderline mini panic attack yesterday. This happens to me occasionally. It's It's, it's like... It happens a lot when I'm standing in line places and I just think I, I my thought that comes at those times is that I just feel so alien. It's like these are just regular people and, and I'm going insane. <laughs> I'm going crazy and they have no idea. And here I am just standing like a normal person in line, but I'm not a normal person in line. I'm I'm losing my mind right now. I'm I'm losing my tenuous grip on reality. <laughs> And it's always fine. It's usually fine. Um, But yesterday, I just, I was driving to my hometown, where the concert was last night. And I'm thinking the entire drive that I just, I kept thinking, I am not anchored. I am not anchored. Because there are so many changes that are happening in my life in the next several months. In... Six months, not even six months, probably in like three months, I am 
nothing in my life is going to be the same. I'm going to be in a completely new place. I'm going to have a completely new... Everything is going to be new. And that is terrifying to me. And I kept thinking about how I don't feel... It's terrifying because I don't feel anchored. There's a job coming up in my in the town where I work. It's a high school and middle school orchestra job. That is perfect for me. In another life. And all that entire hour drive yesterday, I just kept thinking, maybe I should just apply for the job. Maybe I should just take that job. And that would be something to like anchor me. And I would be supported. And I would have consistent income. And and then I realized I wouldn't be happy. I wouldn't be happy. I have to do what I've been telling myself for over a year now that I'm going to do, even if I'm going into a situation where I don't have any real semblance of what's going on. That's not the right way to say that. I don't have any solid reasoning. I don't have any solid reason to go where I'm going. I just have a really strong intuition. I just have a really strong gut feeling. And I just kept thinking all day, that is not a good enough anchor. I am not anchored at all. And part of that came from Sunday night. I'm right in the middle of Eckhart Tolle's The Power of Now. And the chapter I read Sunday night was one where he talks about the inner body. And there's a lot of talk about, you know, constantly connecting to that inner body and it raises the vibrational frequency of you and makes it to where negativity doesn't affect you. And I teared up several times while I was reading that chapter because... That sounds so awesome, and I want to go to there. Um, and I was I was doing some of the meditative stuff that he was talking about in that, and you know, connecting into the body. And I had this realization because when I'm do- teaching my voice lessons, I am constantly saying, "Feel your feet." I'm constantly saying, breathe into your legs, you know, connect, connect, ground it, ground the sound, think lower as you go higher. I'm constantly thinking things like that. And one of the things that is always in the back of my mind is that idea of we teach most what we need to learn. Teach what we need to learn the most. Whatever, whichever way that that jives you. And I had the realization as I'm doing some of this meditative stuff from that uh, Power of Now book that the reason that I'm constantly telling people to ground themselves in their bodies and feel their feet and connect to the breath more is because I am desperately trying to connect with my own body. I've never, in my adult life, I've never been a fan of my body. And in fact, I think I've talked about a piece I wrote on the podcast before. I wrote it last summer and it was it started off with me talking about my my own body issues and it led into this place where I talked about my fear and my depression and it and it was a very cathartic piece that I wrote. 
Maybe someday I'll read it on the podcast. Maybe I won't. I don't know. Maybe that's what YouTube is for. But it started off with my negative body image issues. Which I think in today's society, everybody has. Men, women, gay, straight, whatever. Um, I think it is worse in some communities. I mean, you, you hear it in things like, um, I'm straight, skinny, but I'm gay, fat. You hear that a lot. Um, and, you know, you just look at any women's magazine and you, you can go down that road. But that's, you know, bringing it back. <laughs> I had a realization around that time that I wrote that piece that I have never thought of approaching my own body with love. And... uh we have to do that because the body is the vessel for our art. Our art is a hard thing to say, um, but it is. And I and I have been trying over the past year or so to kind of change my relationship with food, to think of it as the fuel for the art instead of as whatever I think about it now, which I'm not even sure how I think about it now. Anyway, point is, is that I'm trying desperately to connect with my own body and not in a like, ooh, sexual sort of way, um, but just in a living sort of way. I don't think we do that nowadays because, and this is something that, Tolle talks about in that book a lot about how we have a bunch of stigma around just our physicality because of, you know, various things. Um, and we tend to think of the body as something that is, that is not, we don't think of it as a good thing, you know, but it, we should, if we're going to do any sort of practicing of art. Because art is done with the entire body. If you're not connecting to the body, I don't think you're creating as well as you could. Yeah. I mean, you think about... I think this is this is one area that athletes have, have a much better understanding of things. Because they truly are the uh their bodies are the thing that they have to focus on in physical activities like that it is totally acceptable to be thinking of the body all the time and it makes sense to think of the body all the time whereas if in something like writing or in painting or other forms of art even in music making we don't think of the body enough i think simply because we tend to kind of view it all as coming from the mind or the soul or the heart or whatever. But we don't think about the fact that we need the body to help with that. So I think we're going to take a little break and then we'll come back and talk about connecting to the body more. Which means I'll just, you know, make stuff up out of the top of my head. <laughs> So, the podcast is brought to you, as always, by Great Grand Projects, a creative collective of writers, 
and artists on the web at greatgrandprojects.com. You can check out uh, Floating Words, the blog on there, which is the poetry of my friend T.H. Bradshaw, who is the poet um, that wrote the text for the choral work I premiered last night. It is entitled For You. You can find the text on Great Grand Projects and hopefully a recording of the music I made soon, I hope. I don't know if it was recorded. I should know that, but I don't. And the podcast is, of course, always brought to you by Horizon Creative Studios, the online home of An Other Way. Go on there and you can check out links to my teaching philosophy and my lesson stuff and uh, get info on the workshops that I offer through another way. And you can also listen to all of the old episodes of the podcast. That's on the web at uh, horizoncreativestudio.com. And now, back to the podcast. So, the body. (sighs) The body. I've been so focused on my mind for so much of my life that um, I guess my body is kind of the ugly stepchild. I don't like to think about it. I don't like to deal with it. I wonder where that comes from. I mean, I know my focus on the mind comes from the idea of just, I was, I was smart. I'm a smart, I was a smart kid. And I like to think I'm still a smart guy. Um, I'm smart enough to know how dumb I am, I think, is the way that I say things frequently. But um, if we focus so much on the mind, you know what? There is a great documentary. I don't remember what it's called. It's on the composer Philip Glass. I got it from Netflix a few years ago. And I'm not like I'm not a huge fan of Philip Glass's music cuz like a lot of music of of um the composers of his generation, it's one of those things that it's like, okay, this was really nice for the first 4 minutes. <laughs> there's an old there's an old knock knock joke um in th- in the music community that knock knock who's there? 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 Philip Glass. Which is maybe only funny to me, but I, I enjoy it. But the thing I love about this documentary is 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 you get a glimpse into his uh, composition process and his lifestyle. And one thing that he, I think he's in his 70s. And one thing that he does is he does a lot of, um, he tries to eat healthily. He tries to do, um, he does things like uh, Qigong, Qigong, it's, Something like Tai Chi. I, I read a little bit about it. I'm not sure how to pronounce it, so sorry for butchering that. Um, and he, he says at one point in the documentary that he has a lot of music that he wants to write, and he knows that in order to get it all written, he has to take care of his body. And that was so, like, oh, for me. It's one of those things that should be so obvious, but it's not, you know, you know, you know what I mean? Now I mean, and I think especially in today's society, we tend to have this, uh, 
I don't want to call it a work ethic because it's, it's more like an obsession where, you know, if you're the first one in the office and the last one to leave, you're the one who's doing the best job. And we tend to sacrifice our families, our physical and mental health, our sanity. We tend to sacrifice it all in the name of getting ahead. And I think we can, we can do that as artists too. I'm constantly dealing with this struggle of do I complete the work I wanted? Do I stay up until one in the morning to complete the work I know I wanted to do today? Or do I go to bed early and get up early and just get started on the next day earlier? It's a constant dilemma for me. Um, and objective truth <laughs> throwback to episode six or seven, I think. Um, objective truth tells me that I should go to bed early and get up early and I will get more done if I stick to that schedule. But subjective me says, oh no, you've always been a night person. You should just go with the flow while you're working on this and just get it done. You'll feel better. And striking a balance between those two ideas is is tricky because there are days where I know there are days where i don't I don't do the work and i don't and I can't get to sleep until I've done the work and then there are days where it's just not worth it to stay up that late, you know, and so when I do too many of those nights where I'm staying up late, I'm sacrificing my body for the work. You know, I've talked about this goal calendar I have where I, where I um, have each of my four pillars, which, to remind you, are meditate, practice, uh, music, writing, and working out. And I'm, I'm looking at it right now. And <laughs> the one that is least highlighted is that working out. It's that movement. It's hard because I don't prioritize it. I don't prioritize my body. And I think a lot of us are that same way. We tend to put it way down on our list. Like any anything self-care, it is often the first thing to go when we're having a stressful day or a stressful week. But it is so important it's 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 like I just said about that Philip Glass thing. You have a lot of work to do. You have a lot of work that you want to get done. You have a lot of creating that you want to do. You can't sacrifice the body because you're not going to be able to do all of that work if the body goes downhill. It's like my dad always yelling at me about my car. <laughs> if you get your car serviced regularly and rotate your tires, it'll last longer. And just like with my dad, I'm like, I know, I know. Because we do know. We all know this. We know, that we, <laughs> we know that we have to exercise and eat healthy in order to be healthy. But it's really easy to come up with excuses. Especially in a time crunch. 
That's the thing. You know, I just think about um, my own insane schedule and how easy it is to make excuses to a to not to. It's easy to make excuses for anything. You know, it's easy to say, "Okay, well, I have to get up in the morning to teach, and I and I can't, I can't write these pages right now." But I know that I'll feel better if I write the pages. It's like I I don't have time in between these rehearsals to go to the gym and get dinner. I I better get dinner, otherwise I'm going to die. But if you make the time, you feel better. I always feel better when I'm making time and working out consistently. It's just another thing that is really hard to do. You have to make your body a practice. And it's like I said earlier... Art has to be done with the whole body. Whenever I connect and I'm really writing, I, f- I feel physically different than I do when I'm just trying to, s- to slog my way through it. When I am in the state of flow, it's a, it's a full body process. And you don't even realize it until you're in it. You know what I'm saying? If you've never experienced this, I'm sorry. You better you better get something where you can get to that state that I'm talking about. But I think we all have at some point. I keep going back to the idea of of kids. To what children do before they <laughs> before they learn better, quote unquote. And if you watch little kids play, they're not they're just in their bodies. They're not questioning it. They're just, you know, oh, what is this? Oh, and they're playing and they're experimenting and they're figuring out what it is. And we lose that. We forget it. And so we become, you know, we must put our hands here in this place and we must do it like this and we have to walk like this or we'll look like a moron. Hmm. I think the world would be a better place if we danced more. <laughs> I really do. If we danced more, because that, that's, that's, it's such a physical way to play and experiment. I mean, if you look at anybody's face while they're, while they're dancing, it's very hard to dance and not have a smile on your face, I think. And, you know, I'm not talking, like, some specific form of dancing, like, you must waltz or tango. Like, I'm just talking about, like, somebody, even just, like, in their seat, like, moving their shoulders to a song that they like. That Those people rarely have frowns on their faces. We would just dance more. I don't know. You know, I, I was talking, I said that I premiered this choral work, and, and the thing is, I conducted it. And... One of the things that draws me to conducting is that you become the physical manifestation of the music. And if you could see me right now, I am <laughs> I'm conducting as I'm talking um, because it becomes so physical. You know, we take, you know what? Conducting class is another way where we kind of 
limit ourselves. Because <laughs> it's, it's one of those cases of you know how the sausage is made. I watched, oh my God, I watched this kid yesterday during this concert. Because my piece was just one part of the concert. And the other part was this big um, work for band and orchestra that's an Eric Whitaker piece. And I looked up as we were rehearsing and there was a kid sitting in the auditorium while well, it was just the band and the choir, waving her arms in random patterns, mimicking the conductor. And it was just so hilarious to me, and it was so wonderful. But I was just thinking about this, because when I took conducting class in college, you learn the patterns, and you learn to be very, you know, sh- very clear and show the time that the musicians need, and you learn how to separate your hands, and you, you learn the conducting technique. And then I student-taught, and I student taught with the, the woman who was my high school choir director, who I knew even when I was in high school that she was a fantastic conductor and a very unique conductor. I had never seen anybody, anybody conduct like her before. And within the first couple of weeks of working with her students and working in her class as her student teacher, she told me, she said, stop focusing on the pattern so much and just dance the music. And it completely changed my perspective on conducting. Just dance the music. And I think that is so important because it's it's exactly I should have led the I should have opened the podcast with that because that's exactly what I'm talking about. We have to dance whatever art we do, and to do that we have to connect to the body the mind is wonderful and beautiful but it can't dance it can think about dancing all day long but it can't physically dance so if we connect and if we dance our art if we dance the painting if we dance the piano if we dance the writing ugh no. Daddy's recording a podcast. We can't be... It's not needy cat time. Sorry about that. <laughs> Darn kids. Uh, if if we connect in and we dance... If we just dance... <laughs> God, if we've devolved. This has devolved so far. But you see what I'm saying. If you, If we get into it... That's where we make the real art, when we start dancing it. When we connect to the body, and really, what you're doing when you're connecting to it is you're letting go. You know, everything I do with my voice students is some form of getting them to let go of something that is just in their way. That's what learning to sing is. It's getting out of your own way. So... If we connect in there and let go, that's where the magic happens. And it's so hard to do. It's the entire reason I had that mini panic attack I talked about earlier. Because I am so terrified of letting go of the things that I know. I'm walking into the unknown. And that is terrifying. But often, that's exactly what we need to do. In life and in art. And what's the easiest way to connect to your body? 
just notice your breathing. <laughs> we won't go into a full-on meditation track like I did on the release episode, but just notice your breathing. Don't even try to change it. Just notice it. Just feel the in and the out. And just ground yourself in that. I think that'll do it. So, breathe, connect, dance. (laughs) It is okay to be an artist. It is okay to create. It is okay to be exactly as you are right now. It is okay. I am okay. And you are okay.